Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey everyone, before this week's Dueling Review starts, I just wanted to remind you that time is running out. Right now, if you sign up for a yearly a membership over at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash major spoilers. You pay for 10 months, you get 12 months of content. So that's two months free. That's what we're doing during the month of April, but you have to hurry. Sign up for that yearly membership, especially if you're a new member, if you're someone who's been sitting on the fence waiting to decide if this is a good time to get on and support major spoilers, I can tell you resoundingly yes. <laughs> Head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Sign up for the yearly program at whatever level you want to support us at. I know one person just recently uh, went to the yearly model and actually went up a full pledge level, actually two full pledge levels uh, in, in the process. So thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, also, uh, hurry, because the month of April is already half over as of this recording, and we will not be offering the two months free after after April. So head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers for more information, get access to a bunch of bonus content, bonus podcasts, be able to listen to this show live Thursday nights at eight o'clock PM. Can't wait to see you over there. Thanks so much. This week on Dueling Review, it's Lock and Key Sandman Universe Hell and Gone number one from IDW Publishing. If you think you can unlock the gates of hell and just invite yourself in, you must be dreaming. The epic crossover between two of the most beloved fantasy universes in comics begins here. John, Jack Locke, is ten years dead, but that hasn't stopped him from posting the occasional letter home from hell. Now, Mary Locke will do anything to save her brother's soul. Her quest to rescue him from the pit will require her to outsmart Roderick Burgess, the most evil man in England, puzzle her way through the house of mystery, and risk the walking nightmare known as the Corinthian in a disintegrating kingdom of dreams. I am very excited about Lock and Key Sandman Universe Helen Gone number one from IDW Publishing and to a lesser extent, uh, DC Comics Matthew. <laughs> I thought that this was a fun first issue. I did too, and I I don't actually understand the extent to which it is and also DC Comics. Because this looks like just an IDW I mean thing. And they I mean the closing credit says Neil Gaiman, what was it, plot assist or research assistant? Something like that, yeah. But I this mean, basically just feels like a lock and key story using the bits and pieces of, you know, the Sandman universe for verisimilitude, but basically it's just another issue of lock and key. And I'm, yeah. I mean, it does have a lot of Sandman stuff in there. I mean, this takes place back when, um, you know, the Lord of dreams was, uh, held captive during the time that, yeah, he was, uh, Oh God, what was that guy's name? I don't know. He's a jerk, but yes, when the jerk had him, uh, for 70 years stuck in a bubble in the basement. Yeah. And so we get, you know, we get that story, uh, a little bit of that. So this takes place before the events of, you know, the Sandman series, the Neil Gaiman Sandman series. Uh, but I think it incorporates a lot of the Sandman universe that we have seen in um, other DC offerings, you know, like um, 
obviously the house of mystery has been around for a while uh, but right. you know we get to see the, the the land of the dreaming and some of the characters that are appearing there uh we get to see the uh the corinthian shows up there i think at the end right it's yes. your, your favorite guy with the teeth fry eyeballs I hate him. He's just awful. Which brings it, I mean, which makes it rather, you know, fascinating and interesting uh, to me. Uh, I'm not a huge Sandman uh, fan. I think I've got most of the absolute editions that DC put out of that series. Um, You know, so I have it and I've read it, but it's not something that I've gone back and reread and reread and reread. There are certain characters in the Sandman universe that I like. Uh, Certainly, I like Cain and Abel for the, the pure hatred that they have for one another. I like death. Uh, for what she is. Um, so, you know, we don't get death here. The Corinthian, it just feels like his appearance at the end is kind of like, oh, and remember how much you hated this guy when he showed up in the Sandman series? Here's a little bit that will carry on for an, probably another issue or so, is my guess, of the Corinthian. Yeah. But uh, I well, also... And they, they set it up as a big reveal, too, because we're supposed to, at first, believe that it's Lucian. Right. Uh, the librarian of the dreaming because he's dressed as Lucian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also like the lock and key part of the story where you have, and this follows from the uh, war lock and key series uh, that went on that took place during world war one. And so this is kind of the follow up to that or the continuation of that. I haven't read that one yet. I need to get back uh, to that, uh, but I'm trying to figure out and trying to remember in my head at what age people started to forget or when they put in place the once you turn into an adult or something that you forget how the keys work. Because this issue, Joe Hill and uh, Gabriel Rodriguez just don't care. It's like, here's some full grown adults that are using these keys. And oh, hey, remember that Netflix series that introduced the match key? (laughs) Yeah, we've got to put the match key in here just so we can say that. No, it's always been part of lock and key. It just didn't appear until until here. And uh, it's busy. uh, It's lost. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, in the hands of the uh, the most evil man in England, uh, who is not, by the way, uh, Crowley in this in this series. Oh no, certainly, and he's not Oliver Oliver Haddo either. Yeah, he certainly looks like uh, Crowley, but he is not Crowley. Yeah, certainly not. So, what did you like about this, Matthew? I really liked the art, but I think what I liked more than that was just the interplay of dialogue. Because um, when we first get into this, we have, you know, the whole bit with the Locke family. And, of course, that feels very cool, you know, very traditional lock and key stuff. We have the moment in the well house. But then when the young Locke woman makes her way to England, Uh in my head, she's just talking like this. See, she's one of those fast talking 20s people. See, and it's really awesome to hear her doing that and having the fake Alistair Crowley go, indeed, how swiftly you cross the Atlantic. <laughs> I mean, there's some really great imaginary voice work in here. I just, I love the dialogue throughout. And I feel like, you know, your statement that this feels like a lock and key story playing with the Sandman, I think is more true because it feels like a Joe Hill story. It doesn't feel like a gayman story but it feels like kind of like almost the meeting point of these two universes but it's from the perspective of lock and key yes oh yes 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 and i like that because i feel like lock and key tonally may not be the stronger series but definitely just in terms of all of the unexplored things that we can bump into i think has more 
room to to grow and mess around. Well, and I and think I think part of the reason why this is going to work as that Sandman series is spelled out in this first issue because you know Mary is like I need a key to hell and I don't have a key to hell, so I need to find another way to hell to get my brother back or right. at least to put him to rest or whatever that her mission is. So it makes sense then to scour all of the other properties that are out there and say, okay, how does someone get to hell? And I think honestly, of all the the properties and publishers that are out there, I think DC's take on the other side is probably much better than anyone else's. Uh, when you look at like Hellblazer and Sandman yeah. and 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 uh, the books of magic. I and think that's that, all entirely due to 90s vertigo. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that that does so much a better job than, you know, Son of Satan or, you know, I don't even know what what uh, DC has. I mean, I know that they have the uh, Lord of uh, what is his name? Lord of Nightmares on the X-Men. Yeah, um, uh, he's a nightmare despair. I think it's the guy. Oh, OK. Nightmare is a Doctor Strange villain. OK. But yeah, Marvel's afterlife. Marvel's, you know. Well, and sub, I don't even I don't even say the afterlife. I, I, I say the other side. Right. So, I mean, right. you've kind of got a little bit of Doctor Strange, but he doesn't really go into that realm. So I think when you look at all of the again, all the publishers that are out there, I think DC kind of has the best one. So it, it it seems like a natural fit to have Joe Hill and Neil Gaiman. Uh, their two IPs kind of run into each other here. Yeah, it it really does. And, you know, I've I've said many times that. As an old dude, my horror touch point uh, for comic books is pretty much old EC and 90s Vertigo. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about Lock and Key and what Lock and Key actually has put together and what they've essentially you know, accomplished on the page is very Vertigo-esque. It's a new, you know, uh, what do you call the 21st century version of the Vertigo but it definitely feels like it's of that same vein. And I really appreciate how the once, uh, is it Mary Locke? Yeah, Mary Locke. Mm-hmm. Once Mary ends up in the dreaming, how literally everything is key imagery because it's Mary's mm-hmm. dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kane and Abel are fighting and there's keys everywhere. Kane has a cannon with a keyhole for a, for a whatever you call the front of a cannon. <laughs> the, 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 the blasty the, end. Wow. The prow of the cannon. But I think yeah, it's called it, the blasty end. Yeah, the blasty end. I don't think that's. True. And then, and then when uh, Abel uh, explodes, he's full of keys. Yes, it's neat. Oh, you found the key to my heart. Yeah, and my liver, and I think that's my spleen. Yeah, and but there's also some, you know, some kind of really horrific elements in here too, right? When Abel, when she digs up Abel out of the grave, he's got rats crawling out of his eyeballs. My when, friends Ben and Willard are very hungry. Yeah, when her uh, brother Jack shows up, crawls out of the well, you know, he's half melted because of of the events of World War One. And so, right. yeah, there's some horrific stuff in here. So, you know, I've always said that Lock and Key is one of the best comic book series ever. And um, on top of that, you know, I know we've had the the Netflix series and a lot more people are getting into lock and key from that. But if you're someone who has just kind of watched the Netflix series, which does have some horror elements in it, I do want to keep in mind and stress that lock and key is not for the young kids. You don't be giving this to your nine year old and go, Oh, you love that lock and key series on the Netflix here. Have a hard candy and a lock and key issue. Um, because that's going to terrify your child. Uh, so I would probably, 
And even what just kind of upbringing did you have here, Stephen? <laughs> lots of, yes, uh, lots of time. And some horror. Lots of time spent with my grandparents. And great grandparents here have some candy, have a hard candy. Have it's it's candy. like a, it's always the butterscotch for my grandmother always had the butterscotches left over from the previous Halloween. Those aren't even candy. I know, right? Is not candy. And then uh, my, my great grandmother would have the ribbed candies, right? That would get stuck together. Uh, <gasps> and so, no. and so when you see that Simpsons episode where that old lady is like, here you go, Bot. Have some ribbon candy. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was the kind of candy that I got growing up. So well, there you that go. That explains how you grew up. I know, right? I've been yeah. telling you people this for years. Nobody believes me. But um, getting back to this uh, again, I think masterful writing from from Joe Hill. But even yes. more so, what makes Lock and Key Lock and Key is the art from Gabriel Rodriguez. And oh, God, yes. You know, if ever we get a Lock and Key series that doesn't have his art. I know I'm just going to rail against it and say it's the worst series ever. Even it's even if it's by, you know, some of my favorite artists of all time are all jumping in on that. I'll still say it's not Gabriel Rodriguez. The attention to detail that he puts into every page and every panel is yeah. exquisite and top of the line. And uh, people really, really, really need to pay more attention to everything that Gabriel Rodriguez does. But, yes. you know, his lock and key stuff is, you know, just so wonderful. Yeah, the thing that I really appreciate is in this issue, we meet some of the locks in 1926. You can see the family resemblance. Mm -hmm. You can see a little bit of Kinsey in Mary Locke. You can definitely see the old man looking like dead Papa Locke or dead Grandpa Locke. And I'm just like, that is amazing. And you are right. There's a, there's a subtlety, there's a delicacy to these pencils and inks that I don't think everybody can do. Mm-hmm. And I want to say there was a miniseries that came out that was not Gabriel's art, but I maybe I'd crazy. have to I'd have to look because I know that after the main series ended, there's mm-hmm. there's been a couple of series after that, and I just haven't gotten into those just because I'm I'm busy and I just love that first series so much that when you dive into some of the past history stuff, sometimes it ruins the magic. You know, it's like, hey, here's this prequel story that tells this and this, and to me, sometimes that you know is not so good. Now we did see a little bit of that in the Lock and Key series where they yeah. use the uh, the clock key and they traveled back in time or the time key and they were able to go back to the revolutionary war and they were able to do that bit with the uh the little kid and the uh the moon um those were those were nice little bits but i always fear that when it's like star wars the prequels or you know here is uh, everything that happened before the avengers became avengers uh kind right. of stuff might might scare you off and might ruin it for you but so far this is really good this has me engrossed and has me wanting to go back and read that World War One series, and uh, just just keep going on this. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that IDW uh, is able to keep this series going. I hope they're able to keep their company going and their publishing series going. And I hope more people pick up Lock and Key. Uh, and I hope that that helps propel IDW to their next level of of success. Now, the one thing again that I will kind of criticize: six ninety nine book. It does have like forty some pages, so you're definitely getting. Right. You're definitely getting your money's worth, but also considering that this is, and I don't know what the agreement is, but you know, you're going to have to pay Joe Hill, who's a big name now, and you're paying Gabriel Rodriguez, who should be a bigger name now, and you're licensing the Sandman universe from DC Comics. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that you're going to have to bump that cover price up, even if it, even if people want to say, oh, this is just a money grab because people are going to see it's Sandman universe lock and key number one, and they're going to grab it. I'm fine with that, uh, but I do want people to be aware that this seven dollar book, so. Um, 
it's beautiful, beautifully rendered. This one feels like I get my money's worth in it. Yes, I, I agree. And I feel like, you know, even the little side moments where you see Brute and Glob running around, or you have mm-hmm. just that split second of Fiddler's Green looking up as Mary runs by, that's the stuff that I'm here for, because I know the Sandman stuff a lot better than the Lock and Key. Yeah. But I also feel like if this is the first comic you pick up of Lock and Key, but you know Sandman, this is going to make you want to read Lock and Key. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That is definitely a plus, because Lock and Key is such a phenomenal series. I don't feel like, I mean, there have been episodes that I like less. There have been issues that I go, I didn't like that as much, but there's never been a huge, for me, a huge clunker in the lock and key family of interlocking things that I've read. Uh huh. And I feel like this issue keeps that up. This is, this is really, really a good book. This is for me, rush out in a buying frenzy, even if you have to take $7. Yeah. Highly recommended. Uh, you know, give up one of your other books this week. Uh, give up that, uh, that dark Hawk uh, thing that Marvel has going. You don't need that. Dark what Hawk. you do need is some lock and key Sandman universe, Helen gone. Number one in your life. And I'm on board for this entire series, so big thumbs up from me. How did we end at this, Matthew? Beyond me just saying, Matthew, I'm a huge Lock and Key fan. Uh, we need to review this book. <laughs> and me saying, I'm a huge Sandman fan, and you just got your peanut butter in my chocolate. Well, what happened was, our fans, the Spoilerites, went to patreon.com forward slash major spoilers, looked at a list of comics, chose the comic that they wanted to see us review, and babushka, thus we had the comic and so where do people go for this again patreon.com forward slash major spoilers okay so what you want to do is look for the uh april 21st which will be next week's uh dueling review and you'll look at the list and then you'll be able to pick from some of those comics including over at boom studios firefly brand new verse number two which a couple of people have already voted for uh jim henson's storytellers trickster number two of four power rangers number six the specter inspectors number three uh, over at Dark Horse, they have Crimson Flower, number four, the final series of that. Ooh, Lady Baltimore, Witch Queens, number two. Uh, I got to I got to uh, I got to fire off some questions to the uh, to the writer as a potential interview over at Major Spoiler. So we'll we'll get more of that in the coming weeks. Uh, Dynamite Entertainment next week has Red Sonia, number 26, Sacred Six, number eight and Vengeance of Vampirilla, number 17. IDW Publishing, who did Lock and Key, Sandman Universe, Hell and Gone, number one. Uh, is releasing A Voyage to the Stars, number four, and Godzilla Monsters and Protectors, number one. Now, I will point out that people who are all up on this uh, Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong, whatever HBO Max is calling it. I believe you, it was called Monkey Punch Lizard. If you want to get some Monkey Punch Lizard action going at uh, uh, outside of the movies and in your comic books, Legendary Comics actually has official tie-in comic books. Uh, to that series. So you might want to go and check that out. Uh, but meanwhile, IDW publishing next week will also have TMNT ongoing one, one six for you to enjoy image comics. Next week has moonshine. Number 24. I've got to say, I am, I'm impressed and pleased that this series has gone 24 issues, right? It felt like it was going to go six issues and then it was going to be done. And then it went 12 and now it's at 24. So I hope it continues for a while longer. Also coming out next week. Ooh, super excited about this. Radiant Black at number three. And also right. uh, somebody contacted me and said, and said, hey, uh, would you guys be interested in interviewing, uh, I think, the writer on this one? So uh, oh. I'm very interested in seeing that. And, I, and I'll tell you what, I don't know if it will be possible 
but I'm just I'm just uh, spitballing here because I know that I liked Radiant Black number one and two, and I'm, Matthew did as well. So I'm pretty sure we would like Radiant Black number three. If our listeners voted for Radiant Black number three, I would do whatever I could in my power to see if we could get whoever this interview person is that they're trying to set up with us to be part of this show and just oh. make dueling review and interview with this this author. Uh, I believe it's the author that they're trying to pitch me on here. Let me see here. Blah, 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 blah. Variant cover, variant cover. Marvel is finally sending us emails, which means that the uh, solicitations must be just around the corner. <laughs> and yeah, that's really funny. It's really funny. I can tell when the solicitations are about to come because everyone starts sending out there coming in July, coming in July, coming in July kind of stuff. Uh, man, now I don't see the email. Oh, I see a Tom King. It. I see a thing. I see a blocks and a thing. I see. Oh, here we go. It's no, that's not it. Kyle Higgins. I don't Archella know. Costa? I don't know. Uh, I was looking. I don't see the, uh, the email. So I'm gonna have to dig around for it, but, um, yeah. So there we go. That's it's not a, it's not a guarantee that it would happen, but I would do my best to try to make that happen. And that might be a little bit uh, different for people uh, coming nice. into next week. So Marvel Comics next week has Alien number two, Amazing Spider-Man number 64, Captain Marvel number 28. Let's see. We also have the Eternals number four, Mighty Valkyries number one, which several people have also voted for. Uh, let's see. We've also got the Spider-Woman number 11, which I'm glad that that series is continuing. I don't know if it's going to go past 12 issues, but I'm glad that they, uh, that, uh, what's her name? Jennifer, um, what is Spider-Woman's name? I forget what her name, Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew. Is, uh, is doing well. Way of X number one comes out next week and the Women of Marvel number one arrives next week. In all the rest category, we have Alice in Leatherland number one. The Asterix Omnibus from Paper Cuts. This is their fourth volume of that. Definitely something to go pick up and give to the kids. Uh, let's see, Matthew. We have <laughs> Crossed Badlands. Uh-huh. Issues 31 through 70 variant covers coming out next week. So um, if you are a fan of the Crossed Badlands and you want to get a bunch of variant stuff for issues 31 through 70, that is coming out next week. Gung Ho Sexy Badlands. You haven't read Badlands yet? You have Red Cross, though. Gung-Ho Sexy Beast number four comes out next week. That's a pretty book. And I know that you read the, um, was it the yeah. second I read issue? issue? Three. Issue three, okay. Yep. And uh, so that's a very interesting book. Um, yep. We've got I Walk With Monsters number five. Raw Hero graphic novel number four. Way of the Hive Honeybees story graphic novel. That's a $12.99 book. And You Promise Me Darkness number one. I don't know who that's by. But there are five, uh, six variant covers. One of them is a nude variant cover. So I'm going to guess that that's probably not from Archie Comics. <laughs> Over at DC Comics next week, we have Action Comics number 343 in a digital version for a buck ninety nine. Oh, we have uh, something that I think a lot of people are going to be interested in who are not in our age range, Matthew. But the right. Batman Fortnite uh, crossover event. Issue number one drops next week. As does Catwoman number 30. Challenge of the Super Sons number 13 gets its, uh, you know, digital debut. Flash 769 arrives, as does uh, The Legends of the Dark Knight, issue number 4, 99 cents right there. And then Nightwing number 79 arrives among uh, the rest of the DC comics. So you can go over to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash spoilers 
to check out all of the comics that are scheduled to arrive next week. Vote for your favorite. And again, we need more of you to get over there to patreon.com slash major spoilers and vote. The future of this show depends on it. And uh, we'll be back next week. And maybe you will get to hear Matthew say, Get the gum off my nose. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.